Podcast, and I'm your host, Luis Felipe Lamusi. And today's episode is gonna talk about mental health and mental wellness. According to the Canadian Mental Health Association, over 53% of Canadians consider anxiety and depression to be epidemic in Canada, and 75% of first time mental health diagnoses occur between the ages of 16 and 25 years. So, probably the age of almost every George Brown College student. That's why today I'm gonna talk with Tinia Rock. She's the manager of the counseling department here at George Brown. Okay, so Tinia, my, my first question is, oh, first, thank you so much for Absolutely. receiving me. My first question is, when we see a, a, a friend have some kind of anxiety episode or depression episode, what, what do we do because sometimes they don't think what they have what what they are suffering is enough for looking for counseling so what we do in this mm -hmm. when you're in this position yeah i think some of the things that are most important for you to do is actually listen to your friend i mean often there's you know there's things like that that you think are so simple how could this be having any sort of impact but i will tell you over a number of years working with students and working with folks in the community that live with mental health issues on a regular basis. One of the things that helps a lot is to have friends that try to understand, that listen and want to be there for them. Okay. Another thing as well is, is that sometimes um, what's most helpful is to have an environment where you're not talking about your mental health, where you're just having fun where you actually, you know, you do those things that make them feel like, Hey, you know what, maybe, I am somebody that deals with mental health, but I'm also just a person. I'm also just a young person. I, I'm, I, right? I'm not just my yeah. problems. I'm much more than that. So just being able to just do the things that you would normally do, have fun together, enjoy spending time together. That's a way that you're actually helping them with Try, the mental health issue. Trying to, to, to make them to get out of the situation of this, I don't know, this empty space of how can I say sadness or exactly. anxiety. Yeah. Like that. I think you have to be patient. Okay. If you are friends with someone who lives with mental health, whether it be depression or anxiety, there's going to be some days where they may just like drop out on you and not be able to explain to you why they haven't shown up to things. So I think that patience level and trying to be understanding is what's going to really help out in terms of that person feeling em like empathy. Yes. Empathy. Yes, so absolutely. 100% empathy, yeah. right? Yeah. That's another piece. Um, empathy is about putting yourself in the other person's shoes and trying to see the world from their perspective. If you're trying to access patience for your friend, trying some empathy would be helpful with that because okay. if you can imagine what it's like to wake up every single day and have to go about your day-to-day -day pressures and day-to-day -day activities and but not really know when you wake up on that day what your mood's going to be like it's incredibly difficult right because folks who live with mental health challenges still have to do all the stuff that everybody else has to do yeah, but yeah. they have the added pressure of not you know, of not knowing where their mood's going to be out on any given day. So the empathy piece and the compassion piece key are word. key. Key words yes. here yes. when you're talking about this issue. Uh, the number of George Brown students looking for counseling is growing like exponentially in the last eight years. What do you think is that 
it's not because more people are ha having mental health problems. It's because of the awareness. People are, are talking more about that, right? Well, it's a good question, right? I think that you're right. It, I think there's more awareness. There is more discussion about mental health within popular culture. We see a number of athletes and actors and prominent individuals speaking openly about mental health and well-being, talking about their experiences. I think it's making a difference. But what I will also add is we cannot ignore that there is um, a huge impact in terms of the socio-political context. Okay. Everything from you know the Trump government that's in place in the U.S. Um, to recent elections in Ontario with the conservative government going in, um, so changes and transitions, new things, new perspectives. Um, and I'm not proposing bad or good. That's for you to decide. I'm not, you know, suggesting anything political to your listeners. But what I'm saying to you is there's a lot of new and there's a lot of folks not knowing what are go what's going to happen next. Okay. And, and as a mental health professional, I know that that's an environment where more anxiety and more depression and more mood disorders they ha that's the environment where that type of thing flourishes. Oh, okay. So it's both more awareness and more discussion on the topic of mental health and well-being, which is very positive. And then we also see just a world of lots more natural disasters, lots more um, inclement weather, um, you know, changes in government, changes in philosophy, much more people talking about racism. Um, transphobia, homophobia. So it's great that folks are coming forward and having these discussions, but we, as a society, we haven't yet figured out how to deal with any of these things. Yeah. So it's kind of more questions and concerns than there are answers. And do you think social media relates to that? Yes, that, that can be connected to social media. Because if any of your listeners have an Instagram, and, and, and I do, and it's just, it's, it's just filled with gorgeousness. <laughs> I've got, you know, Jada, you know, Jada Pickett-Smith on there, and she's always looking beautiful and doing some exercise, you know what I mean? And folks are on there, and for better or for worse, it is a part of our human condition to compare. But um, I want to talk a little bit, if I, if I may, oh, about um, the recent death of uh, Mac Miller. Actually, I, I relate a lot of to him because I started listening to him. It's He's only one year older than, I see. than me. Yep. So I started to listen to him. He was 16, I was 15. And I saw in his lyrics a lot of myself, a lot about my routine. Mm -hmm. And I was just listening to his last album and his the first song is so deep, talking about that he needs to find himself. And it came from nowhere. Mm -hmm. His death, his death, and after that we look for, we search some inter old interviews. We saw that he was struggling mm -hmm. with this pressure actually, from the media. Of course, he's, he's an artist, but from the media comparing mm -hmm. him to himself and him to other artists, and for me, especially since you brought this story about it's him, it's devastating. It's really devastating, and I know when I heard about his passing. You know, it's hard for me, you know what I mean, in the work that I do, because I guess my perspective is just like I get it in how folks can get so deep into despair that the substances become yeah. the only way for them to get relief. So I get and respect how folks can find themselves in that dark place. Yeah. But it's sad for me as a, as a mental health professional because I'm just like there was we you know, there's help available. And it's, you know, and it's sad that we're using, losing someone so young. So it, it, it's important more than ever 
to reach out to a friend as we started off this interview talking yeah. about like what can you do um, and it's not about you needing to be a professional in fact we as as counselors and therapists we can't do it alone we cannot do it without community we cannot do it without a student um, turning to another student in the classroom and just saying good morning people <laughs> do you know what I mean we need to relate to each Please. other we need to be open and talking yes help us to help the community by actually just noticing when somebody in your class is not okay and asking them, are you all right? You don't need to have a master's degree to do that. That could make a massive difference. Never you think that community isn't really what heals people because therapists and counselors, what we do in the office is important work, but we recognize that people leave our office and go into community. So a part of what my team's been doing as the counseling and student wellbeing team mm -hmm. is our focus is not just on individual counseling, but you see us doing community events. We're partnering with an essay club by the name of New View Collective. Oh, that's what yes, I was going to talk yes, about, actually. Uh -huh. So we've been partnering with them from the beginning because we believe that student-led like student clubs don't need to be run by counselors or psychotherapists. Students know what they need to do. We can support in the background by offering counseling support for people who need it, pamphlets, information, food. We just fund their stuff. We don't need to be centered as therapists there. So you'll see more of that from my team. And I also want to highlight some other things that I'm aware of that your listeners might not know about. So there's the Black Student Success Network, okay. BSSN. They run a weekly Let's Talk. It's on Wednesdays from 3 to 5 at St. James. But they also are beginning to run programming at Casa Loma campus and we're expanding. That's another environment that, you know, say, for example, you don't want therapy. You don't want counseling but you just want to be in a space where you can talk openly with other students. Those are some of the things that I would recommend. And what happens is sometimes folks feel more comfortable and in time they decide to make their way to a counseling service. But that's an appropriate way uh, to access support, even if you feel like you don't want to come in to see a counselor. After this great talk with Tineu, I chatted with Shannon Grant and Lenore Cohen. They co-founded the New View Collective, one of the support groups Tineu was just talking about. Doing my research on your website, I saw that there are people that don't necessarily suffer from any mental health and any mental illness, but go there because someone in their family, someone... And talking to Tineu, she said that if you know someone that's suffering from that, you need to have empathy, yeah. compassion, and patience. Mm -hmm. So the new view, it's a way to, to learn how to deal with uh, people with mental illness, mood disorders, right? I find it so great because no one's story is the same. No student went through the same past. So the second that we start to share all those different stories, you really, really... I've opened my perspective and I think I've experienced a lot of growth too in the past year just by listening to other people's stories because I never considered someone going through those other things because I was right. so immersed in my own past, you know? Right. So the second that you start to listen to other people's pasts and seeing, oh, you know, maybe this is why my coworker was acting like this the other day or maybe this is what, like, there's... We tend to take things very personally in our everyday lives. Yeah. And we have to think first that there is something else that that person might be going through that we don't know about. So we learn that in New View. 
and just yeah yeah I yeah. Don't know, it's changed my perspective completely and it's changed my outlook and the way that I talk to other people and approach other people and if someone is talking to me in an aggressive tone you know I know from the start it's not about me yeah it's not about me it's something that they're going through and you know the best thing I can do for them is to be there so I can I can offer for them to open up or I can just be more understanding and be patient yeah and you learn that's how you learn patience yeah and we've made so many friends just through this initiative because they see what we're doing and it instantly says something about us like what we're passionate about and by being open about your passions and what you care about and who you are you're more likely to attract people yeah. that should be in your life, right? Like the more honest we are and true to who we are, mm-hmm. and if we're open with all of those things, the right people are gonna flock towards you. And in our society, um, especially in our generation, like in our age group, social media is so prevalent. Everybody's mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. We're also concerned about, you know, our presence on social media and it causes a lot of stress and it causes a lot of pressure. It's like yes. this newfound pressure to be cool and, you know, hip in real life. Um, but the one thing is it kind of, people are forgetting about true in-person connection. Mm-hmm. But I think New View is kind of just breaking that a little bit and it's like, no, like, Let's go back and remember what truly matters in life, which is love and connection and being honest and vulnerable. Because I heard something recently. I don't know if it was an article or a video, probably a motivational video on YouTube, (laughs) let's be honest. (laughs) But it was explaining how in life these days, we only celebrate the extraordinary um, everyone wants to be huge. Everyone wants to start something new. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be that next thing. Be awesome. And be awesome and have more followers yeah. than the next person and likes and all of these things and um, experiences and travels. And, you know, we celebrate the extraordinary, but like it's important to like step back and just appreciate those little things in life. Like yeah. appreciate sitting there with your friend and having a connection. Appreciate opening up. And people like, need it. About the little things. Yeah. Like, people need it without even realizing. Yeah. They just need that little like... They need to question, they realize a lot about themselves too when they start to question, like, why are you so happy all the time? Why are you smiling all the time? And it's like, why not? Yeah, like, why like, not? Oh, yeah. Wait, why not? <laughs> like, no, take some time to Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm just happy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm, I'm from Brazil. Brazil, we don't have squirrels. So it's like, the first time I saw squirrels, like, oh my God, this is amazing. And the second time, like, I'm going to take a picture. And I, 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 I say to everybody here, like, look, a squirrel. People say, a squirrel. Yeah, it's good. It's a squirrel. Right. Get excited about the squirrels. Yeah, okay? I'm like, really excited about squirrels. Don't let anyone <laughs> dull that sparkle. And I saw, I saw raccoon. No. Oh my God, you have raccoon rabbits here? Yeah, the raccoons are dope. <laughs> wow. Great. We, I think we had, like, awesome conversation. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. Of course. It, it, it's great to know that... Thank you so much for coming and to know that students here have this space to share their thoughts, their views, their what they're struggling with. It's it's great to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. This was great. And that's all for today, folks. If you want to send any feedbacks, comments, or even if you want to talk. I'm talking right now and you are listening. You can send me a message. I would be glad to listen. It's really great to, to connect to someone when we are, we are struggling about something. So please feel free to connect me at podcast at dialognews.ca. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast at your iTunes app or any other app that you use. That's all for today. Thank you so much. Bye.